Who's Dexter? And it goes Sister Didi. Oh boy. Wonder what they're gonna get into today. Well, hello, hola, and konnichiwa. You are listening to the Dagots Podi. Yes, by your host, Blazer Gutu. And big man's got a very new mic. Yeah. Now, the sound won't be very bad. Yeah, it won't be irritating to your ears. Well, this is the Dagots Podi, the US edition. And I have plenty in store for you. But first of all, I've been away for a very long while and uh since i think last year 20 towards the end of last year i've been away because man's got a new job and i had to take time off to ensure i get things right before coming back but i am back got a new microphone definitely better sounds you know so a lot has happened in the past like half a year that i've been away um the last time i did an episode liverpool got beaten by aston villa Manchester United got beaten by Spurs on the same weekend and yeah, so it wasn't a very good uh, pleasant time for me and uh, Liverpool went out of the top four and went back in in the final weeks. Manchester United finished second so not a very bad season for both of the teams and what else happened? Um, yeah, uh, United States got a new president, uh, talk about United States, Tom Brady won another uh, championship ring with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, LeBron James won the NBA championship with Lakers, so but they're out this season, so it's it's not a very good comeback season. But uh, enough of what's happened back then. Now we're talking about now. This is the US edition, and I have plenty in store for you. Definitely new segments in the show. We've got um, the play of the week, goal of the week, and just plenty more to come in the next 30 to 45 minutes yeah i'll make sure i don't go past that because you know no, no one has time to, to listen to a one hour podcast episode all right so let's get in and amongst it so the years kicked off on friday night with italy facing turkey even in rome even though turkey were recognized as the away team no wait italy were recognized as the away team sorry and Funny thing, because it was in Rome, and uh, the opening ceremony was done by Andrea Bocelli, a very good opera singer, uh, and it gave us chills, man, gave us chills. So, uh, I think that game set off a very good tournament, because it was a very good game, uh, particularly the second half, because the first half, nothing much really happened, but the second half, well, it was electric. So, despite Turkey's uh, resilient defending, um, Italy easily breached them in the second half because you, in the second half, you have to go out for goals, and that's what exactly what Turkey did. And they were left exposed, which they considered the first goal, uh, Medi Demiral scoring an own goal. And um, that game, I was particularly impressed by uh, Spinazzola. I don't know which team he plays for, but it's a, it's a very familiar name. I think it's Roma. But um, I was very impressed by Spinazzola's game. And um, he played really well. Him together with Insignia on the left-hand side, they provided width and everything that you can ever want from your white men. And the second goal came from that side because Spinazzola had a shot 
but was saved on the rebound uh, Chiri Mobile scored then the third goal came from Lorenzo Insigne a thing of beauty because he called it from the left hand side to the far post past the keeper he couldn't do anything and I think it was a very good game because Italy uh, not many people actually have them down as potential challengers for this thing and I think they are one of the one of the dark horses of this this entire tournament because if you hear people talking it's if you listen to people talking and their opinions on uh, the teams that uh, they're supporting or who they think will advance most Italy aren't on people's list it's mainly France uh, some people have Spain others have Belgium plenty of Belgium because of the golden generation but I think Italy uh, they're playing with something to prove because they missed out on the 2018 World Cup so they have something to prove and Mancini has done a very good job with the team it's looking balanced they have a relatively easy group I say relatively because it's a tournament you never know what's gonna happen and I think Italy have a very good chance and a very good shout deserve a very good shout for uh, potential challengers so in terms of stats stats um, Italy of course dominated the game and they had eight eight shots on target compared to one for Turkey Turkey had one shot on target the entire the entire game and in terms of possession 61 uh, percent to Italy 39 percent to Turkey uh, the game speaks for it. the the stats speaks for the for, for themselves and I think Italy uh, in that group they are in they are probably going to top it because I don't see anyone else topping that group and but like I said it's a tournament you never know what's gonna happen so in the other games uh, in the group A, Switzerland faced Wales and it ended in a 1-1 draw and the 2016 semi-finalist Wales, uh, they prior to the tournament were looking up to uh, guys like Bale, Ramsey and those were the pinpointed guys to help them get through this, this tournament and hopefully have the same kind of tournament they had in 2016. But um, judging by the fact that they drew the first game, that wasn't particularly the best start of the, uh, of the for the tournament. But they still have a great chance of uh, making it out of the group. And with Switzerland, I think they had a relatively quiet game. Uh, not did perform to what I expected, but um, I was really impressed by Braille Mbolo, uh, the, the Borussia Mönchengladbach striker, because he's really pacey, he's young, and he gave Wolves a toy time uh, in the defense, and he scored He scored the first goal in the f 46th minute, and literally just after, just after the second half started, he scored a header, and he's tipped to be like the main man for switzerland uh in terms of goals contributing to goals and i think um if he continues the way he played on saturday i think he'll be a very good uh, asset to switzerland but speaking of switzerland they haven't made they haven't won any knockout game despite making it out of the group stage in every single tournament that their coach petkovic has coached them so that's a record they'll want to snap in this tournament yeah that's it for the group a we look at group b now with denmark finland belgium and russia 
So the first game of Group B was Denmark versus Finland, the Nordic neighbors meeting for the first time in this tournament because this is the first time Finland have made it this far into a tournament. They've actually this is the first time in their group stage of the UEFA Euros champ, uh, Championship, rather, and uh, it was a very eventful game. I don't need to I don't need to repeat exactly what exactly happened because if you watch that game and if you have been uh, alive and live don't leave under a rock you know exactly what happened in that game and it caused uh, a massive blot on twitter and on social media across because um raised the issue of just the number of games these guys play but i'll get to that much later so uh the game had to be abandoned then uh apparently denmark were forced back by uefa to finish the match either that day or the next day or if they don't finish they had to forfeit the match so you can imagine going back to the game after such an incident and i don't think it was a very good thing but they, they had to do it because you know you can't you can't just be disqualified and so they went back denmark lost uh 1-0 and and i don't think um finnish fans would have celebrated uh they didn't celebrate as much as they were supposed to because that's their first time in a tournament and they've actually won it uh the first game so yeah kudos to finland and uh set themselves up for a very good um they just have to win one more game and they're into the knockout rounds uh for the first time in that in this in the in this tournament the next game of the day was russia versus Belgium. Once again, Russia were the home team, but officially they were the away team because the game was played in St. Petersburg. And man like Romelu Lukaku bossed it, uh, scoring two goals. The other scored by Thomas Munier in a 3-0 win. And this is definitely Bel Belgium's, for, for a very long time, this has been Belgium's, um, uh, what can we say, golden generation, if we can say that. Yeah. They have Lukaku, Eden Hazard, uh, Kevin De Bruyne, who's injured, uh, so to say, uh, Jan Batongen, uh, Toby Alderweireld. So they have a very good team. This is their golden generation. It has been since like 2012, 2014, thereabouts. And winning this first game against Russia uh, carries on the momentum they had in the qualifiers because they won 10, they played 10, and they won 10 games. No draws, no losses. So but that was the qualifiers this is the actual thing and people have tipped belgium to win but we have always done this ever since uh like like i said 2014 2015 they're always favorites to win but um they always fail to deliver at the last hurdle uh semi-finalist uh or final semi-finalist in the world cup and in the 2016 championship they lost to wolves imagine they lost to wolves in the quarters and this definitely is a chance for them to prove that they can go all the way and actually win it because this is their golden generation like i've said they have to they just have to win something and they no perfect time to win a tournament than this because they have a very good squad uh very good depth and i think it's they have a very good chance of winning it but uh whoever they are facing russia so uh the russians last won the game uh last won this championship in 1960 as ussr so 
which I think is unfair judging by the talent pool they had with that kind of those many countries within they definitely had a large talent pool and it's the 1960s no one remembers that and they reached the finals in 2008 Katasu Andrea Shavin with that um, that shag that very good celebration of his but um, this uh, they've already started on a wrong foot losing 3-0 at home to Belgium and uh, it's gonna be tough making it out of the group but still as I've said it's a tournament uh, I still don't know how it might go uh, you might think they're out but they're still 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 in yeah and now we move on to group c where netherlands with netherlands ukraine austria and north macedonia so the first game was austria versus north macedonia where austria won 3-1 uh courtesy of goals from uh line stefan liner gregor rich and um marco anatovic yes who was very dramatic by the way in his celebration this was the first time Austria have won a game in the European Championship despite hosting it in 2008 or wait was it 2012 uh, I don't know which but uh, they've hosted it once uh, they've been in the group stages for a while but they've never won a, a game this is the first time they've actually won a game and I was really impressed by David Alaba because that game really showed just how much of a quality defender he is and what Real Madrid are going to be getting next season because from left back he was able to influence the entire game imagine that that guy is just good he's that good talk about Marko Anatovic I don't know where he is right now but he scored the third goal and it was a very good goal but his celebration was over the top for some reason no no one knows why it was over the top that guy was just celebrating for no reason and he had to be stopped by uh david alaba i'm guessing he wasn't saying uh, pleasant things and he had to come out to defend himself saying uh he wasn't racist after allegations came out that um what he was saying were um racial slurs but uh nothing is confirmed uh we don't know exactly what was going on but he was clearly saying something unpleasant because david alaba had his hands on his mouth and he was trying to stop him from saying what he was saying but uh aside from that uh congrats to macedonia this is their first time making it into this tournament and they played very well but um the quality showed quality uh, difference showed and uh massive shout outs to goran pandev I don't know if people can actually remember him. Well, if you're old enough to remember him, he was part of Inter Milan, I think, in 2010. Yeah, that's that's when I remember him. Yeah, Goran Pandev, 37, and scoring North Macedonia's first goal in a championship. Very good. Very well in. But they lost that game 3-1, and Austria topped that group. Now, in the other game, which, by the way, as of this point, at this point, is the game of the tournament, Netherlands versus Ukraine 3-2 yes so Netherlands had raised to a 2-0 lead very early on and they were looking comfortable they were cruising Gini Wijnaldum was doing his thing in the middle of the park because he's Gini Wijnaldum but but man like Andrei Yamolenko had a moment of pure class curling the ball from the right hand side to the far post past um what's his name martin stecklenburg yes uh to put uh ukraine back in the game 
and the momentum carried on and they scored another one uh making the game 2-2 and um man like why do i keep saying man like anyway uh denzel dumfries was on hand to score the third goal for for netherlands making sure they win that game and he had had a very bad game throughout, throughout the game he kept missing sitters there were plenty of chances for him to score but he kept on missing them but um in the end he scored the final goal which totally changed everything and this is the thing with netherlands they have looked shaky for the past a few months since frank de boer took over and having uh virgil van dyke injured who is arguably the best defender and uh probably uh, actually their captain he his injury puts them out of contention for uh the uh, chances of winning this entire thing because him being injured leads to very funny players being played at the back but um i think with him they wouldn't have lost concentration and conceded two goals to ukraine but um frank de boer doesn't look very good uh coaching uh netherlands that game against ukraine was like a, watching a basketball match because it was end to end and for a very proper team that netherlands is supposed to be that's not supposed to happen because he chose off the ball they are not very good and yeah so they almost they were almost being punished but um denzel dumfries came up good with a very good goal a headed goal which um in other on other days he actually misses that because it was a very tough thing to score but he did we now move to the group d where we have england croatia scotland and czech republic so the first game played on sunday evening was england versus croatia uh throwback to the 2018 world cup semi-finals where england lost so they got their revenge in this game winning 1-0 against croatia and england um apparently it's coming home uh judging on that win it's it's apparently coming home but um i was really impressed by calvin phillips who uh definitely was the man of the match for me because at the center of the park you you can't imagine that guy was playing in the championship two a season or two ago yeah he looks totally different and credit to marcelo bielsa for turning him into an absolutely an absolute beast of a player and in midfield people have started comparing him him to Adria pillow which i think it's just jokes does it does it actually hold water but um if he keeps up that way he's definitely going to the top he's he's a he's a very good player and Raheem Sterling, um, despite being out of form the entire season, uh, came up good with a goal and um, yeah, saved Gareth Southgate's blushes. Yeah. Croatia, on the other hand, didn't have a very good game. Uh, they were sluggish, uh, things weren't moving fast enough, they were constantly being pressed by England and that says something if you're you're being pressed by England that there's a problem but uh, Croatia in the recent years have risen uh, reaching the World Cup final in 2018 and they also have their sort of quote-unquote golden generation because they are very good players right now but um, yeah it wasn't a very good game for them but Luka Modric once again shows his class that guy has played almost every game for Real Madrid then he's coming in for Croatia and putting in an absolute clinic that I think says testament to just how good he is and yeah 
that Ballon d'Or in 2018 is looking mighty justified now. The other game of Group D was Scotland versus Czech Republic. So Scotland's first time in the Euro in a in a major tournament in 22 years played at the Hampden Park, but they lost to one very good Patrick Schick who scored an absolute. That, by the way, probably I don't think any goal is going to top that one. In, in this tournament because from almost the halfway line he scored past uh, David Marshall in goal and not the best the start that uh, Scotland had hoped uh, but the place was rocking because they were at home and the place was actually rocking apart from when those two goals were scored yeah it was totally silent but um, they played I think they played Scotland played well despite their inexperience in this kind of tournament showing uh, Andrew Robertson uh, provided uh, everything that you can ever ask for Andrew Robertson because he's Andrew Robertson and his quality actually showed also uh, he created I think four big chances for them to score uh, missed a very good chance to score that was pumped away by the, the Czech Republic keeper and yeah I think that just says about it but not yet out they're still in it but they need to actually win the next game which they're playing England on Friday and Wembley at Wembley yes so you can imagine just how big that game will be so the next group is group E which has Spain Sweden Poland and Slovakia which incidentally Slovakia is leading you you wouldn't I wouldn't have guessed it they are actually leading despite it's only one game but this is the group stage you only need to win two games so Slovakia had a very good start when they played Poland at St. Petersburg where the one 2-1 courtesy of a very good goal from Robbie Mack and another very good goal from Milan Skriniar who was a centre-back scoring a screamer yes and um, questions have to be asked about Robert Lewandowski I think one goal in major all major tournaments for Poland one goal that's not a very good return for the, apparently the world's best striker by which by the way I don't think he's the best striker because there's Luis Suarez my friend and yeah that not much to say about that game and the other game of the group Spain versus Sweden ended in a nil nil draw and Sweden have to thank Robin Olsen for keeping them in the game with numerous save they also have to thank this guy Alvaro Morata for keeping them in the game because of the amount of sitters he was missing him and Marcus Berg kept on missing very good chances to score for their teams and despite them missing those chances it was a very entertaining game by the way and massive shout outs also to Alexander Isak because I think he played marvelous for a forward and him missing uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic who would have been ideally his strike partner despite missing Zlatan he Alexander Isak performed very well yesterday and he did miss a few chances but uh, not as bad as uh, Alvaro Morata or Marcus Berg so yeah and finally we have the last group group F which has Hungary Portugal Germany and France so this is the supposed group of death and yeah judging by the fact that, that they have those three teams Germany Portugal and France that definitely is the group of death so Hungary found themselves in the worst group that they could ever imagine being and the opening game is against the defending champions 
um, Portugal who have a very good talent pool now because for some reason they suddenly have they just have players they just have enough quality players to actually they actually look that like they can actually defend this thing but in this group there's portugal there's germany and france so they have to get past that to get into the round of 16. so so in 2016 uh portugal was third finished third in the group but went on to win the entire tournament because they proceeded as the best losers or the best of the four and i think i don't think they are, it's gonna be about luck this time this time they actually have a good squad and a very balanced squad to actually challenge it and they won the inaugural uh uefa nations league which no one ever understands how it works but um it's there it's there and there's a trophy trophy to be won and uh the other game will be france versus germany so France's squad is a cheat code, by the way. Just let me just put that one out. They have, if you look at their team, it's like a FIFA career mode because you can't have that many stars in one team. And definitely they are there, uh, defending world champions. And I will be personally, I'll be backing them to win this entire thing because there's no way with that kind of squad they're going to lose this. I, I don't think they're going to lose this. And the first game is against Germany, who they eliminated in the 2016 euros so yeah this group has plenty of storylines and speaking of germany um they don't particularly blow away teams but uh in qualifying they played eight won seven drawn zero and lost one and um they are bolstered by the return of thomas muller who spent two and a half who has spent two and a half years out of the squad but uh with that kind of quality and uh, i don't think he at 20 at 30 30 31 i think i don't think he leaving him out uh those other games was a very good idea by yogam love but he had to concede and bring him back and with him germany now have a very good chance of actually causing trouble in this tournament but the first game they're playing france so should set the tempo for the rest of the rest of the tournament for them if they are to proceed past the group stage you can't put anything past this is a tournament you can't put anything past any team yeah so that rounds up the final roundup of the games that were played in the first game week of the uefa euros and of course i haven't talked about the france and uh, their games and group f's games because they haven't been played yet as i'm recording this but um Earlier, I talked about the Ericsson story and how these players are being run to the ground. Okay, first of all, uh, Ericsson had a cardiac arrest, so it doesn't exactly um, relate to them, uh, this, uh, the amount of games that are being played, but it led to that conversation. Obviously, that conversation is going to pop up, and FIFA and UEFA have to do something about the number of games these players are playing because actually dipped it and these players have been playing since last year so for a whole year they've been playing non-stop football because last season the uh, the previous season was cancelled short and they had to return in the summer uh thereby pushing euros to this year so they uh the leagues finished in june july august thereabouts then in september they already started so 
there's no players didn't have preseason they didn't have any rest time and they have to go again now with within this uh, footballing year there's also uh, international matches international friendlies which by the way i think should have been cancelled this year and these players are being run to the ground the number of games they're playing for their for their for their clubs and combined with the number of games they have to play for their national team um it's it's too much i think it's too much and that conversation needs to be had by fifa and uefa but um apparently they can't listen to anything they're being told because it's all about the money like hamilton said cash is king yeah cash rules everything and i don't think it's going to slow down any moment judging by the fact that uh, Denmark were forced to go back and play their game the same day or the next day after such a traumatic experience with Ericsson I don't think um, these guys these guys at the top actually care about these players and they were threatened earlier this season that uh, for, uh, by the project um, what was it called UEFA, the Super League yeah European Super League that threatened uh, taking away the cash cow that is these clubs for UEFA and FIFA. So they had to make drastic measures to keep those clubs within. But I don't think it was it wasn't a very good idea, but it get it got the people talking. And I think UEFA and FIFA need to have a serious look at themselves, at the number of times these players are playing and their welfare, because clearly it doesn't seem like their welfare is uh players welfare is paramount for these guys now uh the other story was i wanted to talk about was uh on twitter i saw emma hayes the chelsea women's boss is now getting her flowers well overdue by the way and people are starting to realize actually and uh she is a very good commentator and a pundit so for some reason um English fans are not very fond of female pundits and co and commentators, but I think the the guys on BBC and ITV they have a very large array of female uh, presenters who I think are very are doing a very good job, by the way, and they are definitely better than some of the male uh, former players who actually get these jobs to do the punditry doesn't actually mean that since you played you have the understanding to explain to us as the casual fans this game how and how to analyze it and stuff like that i think uh emma hayes and uh elite baba all those alex scott all those female um presenters who have been given a chance by bbc itv i think they are doing a very fantastic job and people should stop hating just because they are women so we move on to the second last part of this episode which is the player of the week now this one had very good contenders uh patrick shik uh romelu lukaku uh spinazzola from italy but this one is reserved for the denmark players who formed a wall around ericsson as he was receiving treatment on the ground and one player in particular simon kia who immediately after seeing uh, Ericsson on the ground performed the first aid like uh, putting him on the right side of his back to ensure the tongue doesn't slip back and 
by the way i've been i was made uh, actually research you don't actually swallow your tongue your tongue actually just rolls back so you have to be put in a position where on your side so that the tongue doesn't fall back yeah so it is you don't so you you never swallow your tongue and i'm digressing so simon care um he did that first aid to um ericsson as before, just before the medics came and round of applause by the way for the medics who were quick and anthony taylor for stopping the game because he knew just exactly what was going on and um yeah so the play of the week is reserved for the Den- Danish players who formed a wall around it to prevent the cameras from zooming in on Ericsson. Yeah, that that just that just says it, just says it all. So we move on to the goal of the week, and when I saw the game on uh, the Turkey versus Italy game, I was sure that goal by Lorenzo Insigne isn't going to be topped for the next game week. Yeah, upstepped on Sunday night. Andri Yamolenko bending it in way better than even Lorenzo Insigne's was and I was thinking yeah definitely no one is going to top that one but on Monday Patrick Schick from halfway managed to lobe David Marshall in the Scotland in the Scotland goal to make it to nil yes so I don't think I don't think any goal is going to overtake that one in these remaining games this like two games that are remaining in this game with the first round of game i don't think anyone is going to top that one so patrick shake has won the goal of the game week so we have come to the end of the first episode of the euros edition for the dugout sporty massive shout outs to you if you've actually reached this far because it's not easy listening to me waffle about football this entire time but massive thank you follow me on instagram and twitter at blazes me then um definitely put out another episode on monday just like this one next week hopefully we get more goals more better games and uh i don't summer throw the throw the episode and hopefully you have enjoyed this make sure you like subscribe is that is that what actually happens on this podcast stuff i know that's for uh, that's for youtube okay now i'm waffling anyway you do what you have to do make sure you share this with everyone your friends friends of your friends make sure even your grandma even knows this make sure none knows this okay yeah thank you very much have a lovely week ahead of you yes sir